Hey, what is up, Conroe? This is Rick TRC. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 on KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, good morning. Happy hump day. Happy Wednesday here on Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. With me as always is Dick, the man Schistler. What's up? What up, doggy? What's up? It is the 13th, Wednesday the 13th of November 2019 on a It is a balmy 34 degrees outside and partly cloudy downtown Conrad. We're going to get all the way up to 50 and then go back down to the 30s tonight, and starting around midnight, there's going to be some rain, maybe. It's going to be an interesting couple of days here in Montgomery County. Indeed. So did you survive the great freeze last night? Oh, I didn't even know it was cold. <laughs> well, my uh, my mother, a, a, a type A Virgo, keeps very close eye on the weather at any given moment. And so yesterday was the whole, son, I just went to Home Depot and picked up some, some faucet covering stuff. So I had to go spend an hour at her house. You know, wrapping the yeah. pipes and stuff. It's always better to be safe than sorry, especially since that her house uh, she rents um, is a really nice house. But there was a pipe bursting issue a year or two ago because of that. So she's rightfully paranoid or, or, or concerned about it. Uh, but then I'd forgot to do mine, and I knew I'd have to you know face her grilling about Sunday. I bought you pipe covers. Did you do them? So it's like twelve thirty this morning, and I'm out. Around the side of my house and ski cap and gloves and jacket trying to wrap my pipes. So all done, all safe. I uh, hope everyone brought in their pets last night and they covered their plants. It got down to 20, about 26, 27 for a couple of hours. So not like a, an ice age or anything. But uh, it's the shape of things to come. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. It's Texas. Uh, but yeah, welcome to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings. It is the 13th of November. Uh, things are kind of picking up from Veterans Day from yesterday, so if those had a no, chance Monday. to... What's, oh, today's Wednesday. Then. Yes. Yeah, Monday. Sorry. Uh, I was near downtown. Did you celebrate on the Tuesday? Yeah, you I think, love veterans so much? I think much? I love them too much. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, downtown's been kind of slow. Uh, it was empty, completely empty until about, I would say, 8.30, and then people started to go back to work. Uh, today we do have a guest at 10 o'clock. We have the musicians Amy and me who perform locally here in Montgomery County, so they're going to be in at 10 o'clock. So if you have questions or anything for them, please visit us on our Facebook live feed at facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Uh, just reply to the question comment, and we'll get you going there. Nice. Um, but outside that, let's just uh, talk for an hour. You ready? I'm sure we can come up with something uh, to I do want to let our listeners know that if they want us to talk about a certain subject or they have a comment, you can always text and call us at 936-228-9368. Email us at dickandskippy at gmail.com or feel free to send us a direct message on facebook.com slash dickandskippy or comment on the live video feed. Uh, yeah, so probably one of the biggest uh, news for here at Houston is uh, there's an Atlantic article about the Houston Astros 
you uh, sign stealing, which is basically watching the pitcher and catcher doing what kind of throws they're going to do and then signaling the batter. Now, the word sign stealing, you know, stealing implies that this is against the law or against the rules. Well, it is it in the baseball world, it's not, depends on the parameter of the sign stealing, meaning, from what I understand about the rules, is if it's going on within the playable field, it's fine. Meaning, if I'm a runner on second and or I'm third base coach or something that I'm on the field watching and studying these people, I can give the batter signals because we kind of studied. Oh, so the the, the person or visual apparatus. Yes, be, it has to be like a human signaling another human doing this thing. And apparently, what the okay. Astros were doing was they had a video camera somewhere in the outfield. Uh, Filming them, yes, and then it was somebody was—it was, was called a Fox News crew, or Fox TV crew, right? I have no idea. The, I just know somebody well, was. Every you, camera was outside. Well, I think there was a special catcher. camera that was viewable in some other space in the stadium, and then that person would watch. When they see the signal, they would signal somebody else, and then the dugout somebody would hit something, and like a Morse code like kind the of bad thing. boy. Somebody, they did the I bat, don't. I, I mean, no, I mean they well, hit what's, the bat boy. Well, what's funny about, of course, this investigation. It, especially people who know, who think this was going on, it reminds me of people jumping the gun. Because you know the Astros play at the highest level of Major League Baseball. So there's cameras, there's there's examples, there's all sorts of stuff. And unfortunately... Like it's way easy to get caught is what you're well, saying? Well, I'm saying that like, if you think, like if I suspe- suspect you of cheating, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to get 100% undeniable evidence of it. Gotcha. So far, what's come out is a pitcher said, a uh, former Astro said, yeah, they cheat. And then some guy on YouTube put a compilation together that's literally just the one camera showing the batter and stuff. And he, and he goes, listen, you can hear a bang, bang. But I'm like, there's got to be a camera on the dugout doing bang, bang. There's got to be somebody. Cause... Somebody's pointing their camera. At the... Well, here's the thing. I would, especially like during the World Series, I would imagine there were three million cameras pointed. Well, that's what I'm saying. At and not even that, like the noise. I wonder what it's yeah. like on the field because, you know, if you're relying on a bang bang to know if it's a changeup or a, or a fastball, it's kind of like <laughs> a bang bang. Like how effective are we really in it? But then again, it's like there is, there is a. Honor, like an honorable position in baseball. Well, yeah, but then again, it's your like unspoken rules, or you know, you don't toss your batters. You know, they're actual rules and unspoken rules. But if I'm hearing you right, so let's say you know, in some alternate fringe reality, I'm well, again, a, a, a baseball if you player. Sus- if I suspect you of cheating, how hard is it? To, I mean, like, I feel like you could try to catch them in the act. Oh, well, yeah, that was my point. But I also there's a, another question I have. So let's say I'm a second. I, I'm a baseball player. That's and I'm undeniable. On like you can say you hear a bang bang on a recording from a Fox newscast, but it's like, yeah. But I feel like there would be an opportunity to be like, all right, we see somebody banging well, in the here's dugout. The thing. At this moment now, everyone's going to start bringing little bang bang sticks to you know yeah. mess up the batter. But okay, so I'm on. I'm a I'm a baseball player in some alternate reality, and I've made it onto second base, and I'm watching the catcher, and the catcher's doing his whole you know three wiggle the one what whatever you know giving the signs and then i also have to look at the pitcher who's either going to shake it off or accept it then i have to somehow visually convey what i've just process and convey what i've just seen to a line coach who then has to turn around and visually convey it to someone in the bullpen who then has to grab the stick and the trash can bang bang 
So the pitcher who's already got three million things running through his mind can't. How is that physically possible? Well, these guys are at the top of their game. I, I, so I that's mean, the only thing I can think of. The reaction time But then again, alone. it also depends on how often you practice it. The minute the pitcher... Do you, you think they practice it? I don't care how, how well you practice it. Yeah, but I feel like if you practice enough, you're going to be able to naturally... Again, this is such, a, it's such an interesting little scandal that goes on in baseball because when you're trying to cheat... And and uh, you know, sports people who are listening, they have a history of cheating. Like you know, the Patriots are notorious, all that kind of stuff. But like, you're at one point going to invite that one person into the circle that's not going to be comfortable with it. And it's not mm-hmm. necessarily like, oh, keep your head down, boy. It's more of like, no, I'm, I'm going to talk about it. So like, it's kind of strange that all of a sudden this is where the tipping point is. A, a former pitcher that's like, yeah, they did it. And I'm like, well, wouldn't that be more w- widely known? Because I know people suspected the like people cheating, but it's like. Well, then do something about it. Like, I, I don't really get why yeah, if he was a, why this is all of a sudden. Because they're trying to say they cheated during the, the when they won the World Series. Well, again, okay. So like, the, the, the when they actually is, won it in 2017. So it, this, apparently this has been going on for two years, I guess, three years. So that's what I'm kind of wondering, like, why now? And then what 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 really is going on with it? Because to me, this is off-season talk. Because if they knew this during the playoffs well, or whatever... They would have been talking about the whole time. They would have whispered in some news crew's ear, and they would yeah. have been. So let me ask you a couple of questions here. I just want to make sure I get this right. So in your – because you know a lot more about baseball than me. From the moment a pitcher accepts the sign from the catcher. Okay. Well, it depends on the pitcher, too. Yeah. Because some pitchers have different foot feet placement where they want to – they relax, and then they have their starting position, and then they have their execution uh, start. So it's like – so if you notice, there's a there's a pitcher who threw a sidearm. Mm-hmm. He has to position his body for he can actually lean that way. Right. So he takes a little bit longer to. Uh, but you know, from the moment he's you, to you take know, take the sign. Yeah, he takes the sign. So like a witness knows that this is the sign that's going to be, and also has to assume that they haven't changed the meaning. How many seconds or fractions? I would of a second say, does it take? I would say like the fastest pitcher you got like four or less and then the slowest pitcher you got like six six seconds no let's put it like this i i get the sign 1001 1002 1003 1000 i would say almost no, six seconds. that's a balk at that point that's where you're winding no there's up so some much. pitchers that lean forward when yeah, they because they have horrible eyesight you know the so they're second, leaning forward and the second like, they come up and and, get, and then they go one two three you know, and then they go. Mm, okay, so, okay, I'll give you five seconds maximum. Yeah. Okay, so bang bang five. Se- well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I feel like how it's preposterous. Can you, within but that then same again, amount of time, relay this information through three or four different people. Now, also, you uh, you started off the conversation saying using something from outside the stands. Did they have a guy on the phone? And yes, yeah, I'm saying somebody. There's the, at least like three stadium? people involved in this, or at least two people. Because you got somebody that adds w- even more time. Because so. first off, there's a delay. You know, if they're if they're like got their iPhone and they're zoomed in, so they're seeing the sign and the catcher, they've got to from the stands call someone in the bullpen. I don't see how you can literally, out in the laws of physics, this can happen in time. Certainly, in enough time for the pitcher to accept what's going on and change on the fly. I just I don't see that. So I mean, I, I now think, this this former pitcher was let go, right? He, yeah. He, why well, is again, he an ex-Astro? Again, this is something that I feel if it's so widely known inside internally in the baseball world, it's like 
then do your due diligence, figure out, like, find the cheating and, and well, release it. Not- maybe someone did, and they took it to ABC News, and ABC News said, well, this doesn't meet our rigorous standards of, oh, here of we go. story. And, and they sat on that. it for three years. I, know, I, I love it, though. I love how people hate the Astros. I think it's wonderful. Uh, and especially... That's, that's what... Again... I'm trying to in my head. I got the stopwatch going. Going, you literally can't. There's not enough time for the pit, for the batter to receive this information and in, in, in time to do it. So even if you are doing this, it's a bad way to cheat. Well, that's Meaning what I'm there's saying. There's no like, way you can. Well, that's why maybe so many. I mean, because what's interesting if you the people who are releasing stuff, it's like only certain batters are you hear the bang bang. So it's I don't really know if it's like as a batter I'm really bad. So the only way I can get a little bit better. But who can from the field? You've got people screaming behind you. You've got. I don't know. Good. I don't know, man. How can you hear from the? I mean, someone in the bullpen's got to have like Lucille, the the barbed wire wrap baseball bat from Walking Dead, banging on on something loud enough to get through all that. Now, bear in mind, I recently saw this documentary about the uh, British version of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and the great cheating scandal that happened yeah. on that, where the guy was sneezing or coughing. Coughing. Or and it was so funny because when they isolated it, you could tell because it was so obvious during the game that. Well, that's what they're saying had, about this. Like, you, had the sound guy it, going, you can even Wait. hear it on the broadcast. You can hear the bang bang. But again, you have to apply. There's a lot of there's a lot of variables in it. I think it's kind of funny that this is what we talk about in the off season for baseball sport. And I'm like, man, I, I really feel like if this, somebody really knew this, they would have done this way before in the playoffs, and it would have been a scandal. So, and it would. But would've... the only way this is actually cheating. Is if someone used a camera outside the? That's from what I understand. Is they use a camera outside yeah. the play? Because otherwise, field. your your job is to read your opponent. So yeah. you you know you can tell in football what kind of plays you know. By, I think that's what the Patriots got in trouble for. Like they could read their mouth reading. Okay. So using cameras. Is if it's not, or really, they might have had somebody literally in the practice field of the opponent and why? <laughs> I don't know. I think I, it's kind of. Funny. I need to look into this because. But it's just. It's easy to say, oh, they're cheating. Are they? Uh, are they cheating, or is just they're well, you doing something the that's up. morally questionable? I mean, you just get one that you know, the high when you're competing at that high of a level, you do every little thing to give you that edge. Is so. it cheating in poker to read somebody's tell to know that when you know you scratch your nose, I know you're you're bluffing? That's not cheating. That's reading the the opponent, and that's what this is. Now, if I had a camera behind you and and reading your cards, and then someone well, that's basically what they're trying to say to that's me what they're with doing. coughs. That's cheating. That's what they're trying to say they're doing. But how, I, again, someone's got to explain to me how physically using. I don't know. Take it superhuman. I feel like. But again, time. we're talking about the highest, the high, the, don't care, the, the highest athlete don't in the care. game right there. So. Barry Allen couldn't make it happen. I don't know who Barry Allen is. The Flash. Oh. Dude, okay, you, oh, I, did, I thought you were talking about sports. I was like, all right. Now you're, I'm a nerd. I, I frequently right. bring in a... a okay, Clark, Clark Kent couldn't make it happen. I is think, that, is I that think he could. No. I think he could. No. But no, I thought that was kind of funny. I wonder how it's going to develop. So there's uh, the Astros <laughs> are kind of doing that right there. But Hashtag first world problems. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, locally, did you see that the there was kind of, I guess it's like, would you call it a commentary piece? About the Woodlands Township uh, yes, it's a elections, piece. yeah, and then basically they're kind of commenting on now uh, uh, in the Courier and the Villager and stuff. They're talking about the behavior 
of the of the race. Well, see, someone someone makes a commentary piece, and so a news organization picks it up and presents it as news. That's yeah. that's well, a, the way that's I read it, it read like a commentary piece. Well, no, if it was an op-ed piece, I get it, but I believe is this uh, uh, the commentary, the original commentary coming from the Golden Hammer. No, it was just uh, okay. the way it was written was just like, oh, someone said there was something was bad going on, piece. so I asked. I basically the reporter called a bunch of people and got their opinion on it. That's basically what she did. I need to read the article because she just called the, the sheriff's department, called like contacted all the people running. Do you have a comment on the behavior at the, the? Okay, because I saw an actual commentary on uh, something um, published by the Golden. Well, it's kind of so the reason I brought it up is different. if folks don't know what's going on, we had an election, and locally there was several <laughs> electile dysfunction. <laughs> there's an election, and uh, apparently some people were misbehaving at certain polling places, and you you firsthand witnessed. Uh, somebody when being I, aggressive, but you don't know who it was. They were like kind of watching. Yeah, when I took my mom, um, and I'm not going to give any names or any parties or anything because that that's not germane. It, w- it wouldn't matter if it was the other, you know, other party doing it. But um, someone approached us with a voting guide, which is absolutely proper and legal. And uh, I, I was telling this person, "Don't talk." I've already voted. Talk to my mother, so he did. Uh, then this person. So that's what you need to tell people, so they don't yeah. cost you. Like I already yeah. voted. Bring a little, but sir, off. sir, you're going in with your ID. Bring a little. I've already voted. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, this yeah. guy's voter fraud. He's already. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> um, but this person, you know, once that was over and we get ready to go, we were warned, watch out because there's a member of another party going to try to talk to you next, and you know, we know about their type. And I'm like, wow. That, 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 you know like, what that reminds me of? It, well, because it reminds me. Of, do you, I don't know. If you, you don't really like sports, but there's the. I, I like, like them. I just well, don't. I like hockey a lot. And did you hear about this announcer? Yes, from Canada. I did. I did. And he, he he's, said, he's doubling down. Yeah. He's standing by it. He's used that kind of language that, well, so people can tell the listeners. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about that afterwards. But, okay. You know. But um, so after receiving this warning, I'm like, okay, walk my Those mother people. talks to this other candidate from another party and talk. My, my mother, like me, likes to be an informed voter, and it was, it was great to get my mom out and about. So this was nice. Well, the aforementioned other person was. If teachers teach and writers write, then vultures vulture, and this man was vulching. I mean, he was, like, standing really close by listening. I wonder if you called him out, what would happen? But he, again, much like the, unless rules are broken, there's nothing to say. He wasn't, like, invading personal space or grabbing my mother or anything, but he was just there listening about, you know, what this other candidate may or may not have been saying. Uh no one's vote changes as a result. It was like, I don't think anything was absolutely improper about it, but it was obviously... Not normal. I, this is the first time I've encountered this at the polls ever in my life. And again, this was this was uh, for a township position and a school bond. Well, what's interesting about this it wasn't a presidential is it's one race. of those scenarios I feel that is easily painted to or to connect the dots of like, oh, there's a scandal going down at the polling place, but it would in reality. It turns out to be one or two individuals. Well, there's always and, it's always a minority that jacks it up for the majority. Uh, Ninety eight. <clears throat> excuse me. I hate to be like really blanket uh, here, but in a vast majority of the times, in my experience, when there's you know, like we were getting that conversation the other day about the flat earthers. You really think there are that many in the universe? No, I want to join the flat Earth Society just so I can get the membership card as an icebreaker at parties. 
It's nowhere, that is nowhere near as polarizing. That's like when you see on Facebook where you have, you know, models with, with, with glittered nose hair hanging down going, the hot new trend, people are going, getting disgusted. No one is. You promote, for you to put it out there, and we're going to go back to the Steele dossier, that was the same thing. It was, oh my God, here, Yahoo News, take this and run with it, it's horrible. And then Yahoo News, oh my God, this is horrible. And then the original people go, see, look, Yahoo News said it was horrible, it must be horrible. People posting, self-posting, it's like giving yourself a nickname to post you know, like the glitter nose hairs on a model and say, oh, my God, people are freaking out over this. No, they're not. You're you're manufacturing this outrage that's just not there just yep. for the clicks. And, and, and same thing with, with, with this. The, the There was no – there may be minor malfeasance at a, at a polling thing. There may be intimidation stuff. And that's there are instruments in place to ensure that doesn't happen. They're always on site. Well, that's basically what the article kind of ended up is like everyone goes, well, you know, we had a, a good election, but you know, I, I do support a investigate or you know, basically redoing how everything is being held at the at the polling places. And I don't really know if that means having officers there, kind of surveying people. I got to say, no, the election commission representatives there were beyond anal. They were on me like white on rice. You know, like why are you standing with this woman? You can't talk in the line about candidates. You got to turn off your phone. I mean, me and everybody yeah. else. They made sure there was absolutely nothing improper. Once you walk through those doors, they made sure that nothing improper is going on. Now outside, every candidate and representative, as far as I could tell, uh, followed the hundred foot rule. You know, you can't go within 100 feet. Is there an actual, like, physical line that they yeah, drew? Yeah, well, they put up signs. No, they, they don't, like, draw the sign down, but they put up signs kind of demarcate, uh, demarcating the, bo- the border there. Okay. So, yeah, there may be intensity. When I say intimidation, I got to do it with finger quotes. Like, no one was intimidated. If this guy was trying to intimidate anyone, he failed miserably. But it was like, dude, you know, you know we, we get it. Maybe you, someone you like smelled really good. He, my mother had wears these sunglasses that everybody comments on. Maybe he just wanted to get a better look. I yeah. I don't know. Well, I know there's some uh, I would I would call aggressive or motivated, highly motivated political people out there who love just churning the 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 local politic real. I guess or. my sense in regards to an election, especially how I look at someone who's campaigning. It's not necessarily not mudslinging or running a positive campaign or taking the, the, the you know, the vow to, the you know, the oath that we're going to run a clean campaign. Not that necessarily. But if a candidate can't convince someone to vote for him or her based on their platform and their knowledge of the job that you can find out by going to the polling place and talking to them for five minutes— then if they ha- if they have to resort to well vote for me because at least I'm not a libertarian or green party person or republican or democrat you know if that, I'm not one of those that, people see that would be the that's what I'm saying to it, me that would be hilarious to run a whole campaign as vote for me because I'm not one of those them, people exactly that <laughs> just be, that's my be point. very elusive with it like you know you can fill in the dots that's exactly my point it's like vote for me because I'm not one of them that's where you kind of lose me. I think it'd be great because everyone would keep asking you, who's them? Like everywhere you go, who's them? Mm-hmm. And be like, you know, I'll tell you soon. I'll tell you soon. Yeah. And, you know, I've already commented that there are some aspects <laughs> of, 
there seems to be a jurisdiction, jurisdictional question that candidates are either asked or candidates on their own will put out there, well, I believe in A, B, or C, and it's like, but this has literally nothing to do with the position for which you're running. I haven't, so. I mean, I think that, it, I think everyone takes it in the perception of, if you run for city council, it's like, no, you're basically running for president of the United States. So, but like, even then, for someone that's the president, well, what are you going to do about, you know, A, B, or C, the president says, that's not, should say, that's not my job. You know, what are you going to do about, you know, pick something? Roe v. Wade, the president's response should be, I pick the best candidates for the Supreme Court, the best nominees. No, you just pick, I'm not one of those people. I'm not one of them. <laughs> Get them really weirded out. So, by. and I chose, I should have chosen Roe v. Wade because I know that's a hot top. But what I'm saying is that they, too many times a presidential candidate will also say, well, I'm going to give jobs, I'm going to do this, when it's outside the president's purvey. Know the jurisdiction of the candidate you're voting for. Yeah. Yeah. Too late. Already voted. Hey, there's another one coming up, dude. No, that was the last one. Did you guys not Ever? hear? No. <laughs> you're listening to Dick and Skippy and the Warriors. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, at uh, 10 o'clock, we're going to have our uh, guests, Amy and me, in the studio. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. We're back. All right. Dick and Skippy Sorry going down that. the rabbit hole. 9.32 on the dot in just about half an hour. We're going to have a special guest band, Amy and Me. And that's uh, Amy and Me. Amy and Me. So I want to know and, who, and, who Me yeah. is. I'm presuming one of them is Amy. Let's hope. I don't want to uh, I actually, though. I put their website and stuff on, their, on the, the link. So if you want to check them out and listen to some of their songs. I know they got a new album out. Or is it coming out? What are they, was it out? Uh, one or the other. Discuss their new album. We'll find out. It's in the clock. Maybe, maybe this is the launch. You never know. You never know. You never it's know. good music, and they play locally here in Conroe. So make sure to, if you like live music, subscribe to them on their social media, and you get to know when they're playing around. Cool. Because I know they play at the Corner Pub and stuff like that. Sending so. a shout out to the listeners who gotten active. Uh, hey, you Brett. Yeah, you bet. Y'all got a pretty mouth. Uh, or you smell nice. I smell nice, That's and why I got people, a pretty. It's both. 
Yeah. That's my last thing. I got a pretty mouth. Bert, good to see you. We will figure out how the heck you can find us without having We always have so many issues. And Brother Mark's on on now. So uh, And we got others, too. You're just the ones that we get to see because yeah. you love us and we love you. It's like the Barney family. <laughs> so, you know, do you remember the Sonic the Hedgehog video game? Oh yeah, yeah. No, they, you well, remember how they're making a movie and they uh, they released a trailer, you know, probably like six months ago or something yes, like that. Yes. And how awful it looked, yeah. and everyone now they finally released the updated trailer. Uh huh. And it did looks, they go sixteen bit? <laughs> well, no, they did. It looks a lot better. Okay. But then again, I, after as I was watching, I was like, did anyone really ask for a Sonic movie? No one asked for the Sonic movie, and like literally no one. So I, I mean. I mean, it could be something where they're trying to get a younger generation to get involved with Sonic as a character. Cause then release a video game. That's what you well, want that, to do. No, this is part of the strategy. But you release you a movie and people buy the games. You, and then it's something that you keep it in circulation because video games are now reaching into other markets. How many... How, how many? Or they've been for a while. Kids, do you think... Said, Mommy, Daddy, I want to go see the Lego movie. No, it was the parents going, Hey, let's go see the Lego movie. Uh, uh, so, well, it depends on where you're advertising. You just, you know, uh, this is funny. This is a little background on YouTube. YouTube updated their whole uh, creator backend. Okay. So now when I upload a video, I have to check a box that says, is this intended for kids or not? Like, you can not not check that. it. I'm good with that. And I, I found it kind of interesting because I wish there was a default saying, no, none of my content I ever produce is for kids. <laughs> yeah. I haven't found that yet, but I'll find that out. Because it gets kind of annoying because you think you're uploading. It's like, no, you got to check this thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, now, here's the problem I do have with If it's just a checkbox that says that, you are in no way, shape, or form an expert to determine what's suitable for children or not. So you can say, yeah, yeah it's suitable for kids. Yeah, I am. I'm, a, I'm an educated adult. Okay, well, you're. I think that opens you up to litigation then. Let's say, yeah, this looks harmless. It's a political ad or something. I'm going to say yes. And then someone somewhere goes, no, oh, children not. Uh, you said it was for kids, and it's not. And suddenly I get sued. I'm not an expert. I don't know what's suitable. I mean, I can take my best guess, but to say that this video, how it's promoted or how it's presented is basically based only on me saying if it's good for kids or not. And it can go the other way around. I could get paranoid and say, no, it's not good for kids, and it is, and I lose business because it doesn't go to the right people. Well, YouTube's biggest issue is it's it's free. So they have to try to do... They have to do something every day to protect itself. And... If it wasn't free and you had to pay a subscription, then you just kind of you can set some ground rules every year. But now it's like since it's free, people are exploiting certain things every day. Do you and know it's what like, would crater social media? I mean, just like irretrievably crater. Okay, it. give me a second to answer. You can't just say that because I know you want to talk about what your answer is. Okay, something that would just make people run away from social media and never look back. Uh, Anthony Weiner. I was thinking more generic than oh. an actual person. Something that a social the internet's media... out. Well, yeah. Well, there's that. But my thought is reading the entire user agreement. Oh no, no, no one cares about that. That's what I'm saying. People just blindly click. I've blindly clicked, but then if if you actually read every aspect of it or just saw that it's 500 pages of of legalese, you're like, this is not worth it. I I think people would run away, saying I. There's there's bliss. We we hook up our our echoes and we talk and you know we joke about ah uh, NSA is listening in or whatever. 
But if you really knew, if there was like a pipeline that went two way, that you found out exactly who's watching what or who's listening to what at any given time, well, or exactly what's interesting who, where about your that is going, is I think there's, and this is I don't know how to frame it without sounding like I'm pigeonholing people. Like I think there's certain classes of people that interact with technology at different in different scenarios. Meaning like I'm 18 years old, 14 years old, whatever, and I go to Singular Wireless or whoever, and I get a phone. And I understand. I'm like, I just want to buy a phone. And you know, when you buy a phone or get on their server, there's a huge TOS and all that stuff. He's like, I want a phone. I want a phone. And then you also have the people who are like, Oh, hey, I want you to join the FBI. This is your level of clearance. This is what you have to sign. These are all the things, and we're going to provide a phone to you. Mm -hmm. I wonder if those folks who are that class of like phone receivers. If when they download, like, do you think they can download the Call of Duty games on their phone? That's from the government because it's like, hey, we haven't read that term of service. <laughs> They're gonna steal all your data if you play this Call of Duty I would game. Believe, depending on your clearance level, the phone they give you would be just for sanction. So? Yeah, because you know the there's point. some. I mean, because no one really, you don't have a tech guy supporting you, or you don't have a twenty four seven person like yeah, you can but you call. Have two phones. You have but I feel like phone? if you work for the government, they're gonna be like, you're gonna have a tech guy going, hey, look at this phone. Make sure no one can spy and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there would be so many safeguards on it that it's just easier just to get yourself, you know, hold on to your Galaxy or your iPhone and download Fruit Ninja on yeah. that one. Because I always wonder what, what, how that would really work because you're you're in a scenario where you can expose certain secrets or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, most people don't really care because they're not doing something so secretive. And right, but the the smart field agents. Then you have know. the geniuses who you know Facebook Live everything, and then it's like I'm gonna face uh, my favorite one is the people videoing themselves licking ice cream, and then putting it back in the cooler or whatever. And I'm like, really, guys? Like, they at least have the you know decency to put on a ski mask so we can't just see your face. Yeah, but it, this is funny because I went to the bank the other day, and they finally did something. And it's one of those really obvious moves that you got to wonder why no one thought of it fifty years ago. You want, you know, people wanting to rob a bank, they could just get away with putting on a ball cap because the cameras were high and looking down. So okay. that you talking back in the day, yeah. Well, okay. back into like two years ago, maybe a year ago, that would be it. Well, now they finally have the cameras at eye level, right next to the uh, the teller. They probably have it on the teller. They could, but I, because I, I saw that the other day, and I'm sure they've been there for a while, but I've like first really noticed. I'm like, this is a camera, and of course, why did it take until twenty, let's say twenty eighteen tops for banks to suddenly say, hey, people are wearing ball caps to hide their faces. Why don't we just bring the camera down a bit? So, again, technology. I, I think it's one of those things. Also, is you're talking about a bank robbery that probably how many bank robberies do you think happen a year? Probably like forty. What, nationwide? Yeah. Let's ask, uh, hold on. Hey, oh, Siri, great. how many bank robberies Well, no, the reason I, I, I asked that is year? because you can, you, you can, oh, here we go, I'll let Siri talk. Just a sec. Okay, I found this on the web for how many bank robberies happen nationwide every year. Okay, so I'm going to the, uh, uh, the FBI. Oh, cool. Website. The certified source? Bank crime statistics. Um, for 2018... Will be hold on. Talk while I look this up. Oh god, you're boring me, dude. No, this is cool. Okay. Oh no. no. Well, the reason I was bringing it up because I think if folks who are robbing banks, there's you always have those in the movies where you're set time. Three thousand. Three thousand. Mm-hmm. Man, 
but like you have like five minutes to get in and out because people are going to escape anyway, right? And I always want to hear about the people who actually get away with it. Because if you just wear a ski mask, you're covered to the camera base no matter what angle you're at. True, and you should do it in Alaska because everybody's wearing a ski mask, so it's easier to blend in. Nah, that'd be weird. I like that. Remember, did I ever tell you that story about that actual real robbery where the guy went on Craigslist and said, looking for actors, uh, please come suited in costume. Costume consists of bug spraying outfit with like oh that's and he had the mat like and so they go meet here at this corner (laughs) and so and it's like you know pain job you know he put like whatever it was entice people so basically he went in robbed a bank and wore this wore the outfit and when he came out there was like 50 or so those dudes dressed up like that and he basically the only reason he got caught was some homeless guy saw him take off the outfit in an alleyway because he was putting in his car and the and he saw it, and so he reported it. Well, sooner or later, they would have, FBI would have been able to backtrace the email or something. He would have been caught and event, gotten caught eventually. But yeah, I got to give the guy props for originality. Now, you remember a few years ago, I think we talked about this, the Conroe cop who was like the bank security guard, and then he called in sick one day. And came in a motorcycle yeah. helmet to rob the place, and they, like, they they knew it was him. And he's like, "Bob, what are you doing here? I, I, I'm not Bob. Get on the ground!" Like, "Bob, we know it's you. That's your motorcycle." Well, no, they, you know, they wouldn't report a successful bank robbery. Well, that would be something that's like a big tib- taboo thing. For yeah, you know, you banks got your were like, "No, you're not DB doing that." Sweeney and and stuff like that. But I mean, a lot of yeah, you don't want to promote the ones that that succeed because then people say well how did it succeed oh okay and take it and run with it that's why again for the millionth time i do not believe everyone has a right to know everything in every given okay, moment we know. we know that you betcha and that's why because i'm saving well, banks from being robbed yeah thank, thank you uh, it's my public service well it's kind of like one of those deals where they advertise those wallets that are rf deniers rf yeah, reader deniers. Yeah, my mom and I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, like, I know it's happened. I know somebody's gotten their credit card information and stuff stolen mm-hmm. because of the scanners. But I, I always wanted to, I always wondered how does it work technically? Because that means like I can see if I ride the subway every day, you got to get one of these wallets because you never know what people are doing. I mean, people are putting holes in their pants and stuff for doing weird stuff. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So if I'm walking around, you know, how do you? read that kind of stuff yeah what's the range and of course it's always better to be I, i've got one because my mom got me one and i wanted her to feel better whenever i do a, a card at like a gas pump or yeah something, i just shake it yeah i, I shake it because i'm so strong i also never use it as a pin as a uh a debit card i always use it as a credit card or you can just go inside or you can go inside and Absolutely. say hey give me so, some give me some gas and i think i've told you i've gotten some you know malware emails from people like we have your your password, it's this, and it is indeed my like low level password, and it's like pay us five thousand dollars or. I love, like, the, I love I the ransom, care. the ransom malware. Yeah, you know what you do? You, you turn off your computer. You just turn off your computer at that moment. You think so? Yeah. You go into hiding. You, you hit the site. No, you know you you turn it off. You reboot it, and then you clear your your Internet Explorer cache or your Chrome cache or whatever, and you go about as business as usual. But or people, you just change your password. Yeah, well, that's part of it. And I remember the one night where I started getting Netflix updates that someone from a Brazil IP address, I doubt they were in Brazil. What are you looking up, man? Well, no, because this, this is a whole investigation. I'm just with you, dude. To where I was on my computer working the evening, I got an email from Netflix saying, uh, you know, uh, verifying your password has just been changed. If you haven't changed it, 
let us know. So in the like 90 seconds it took me to verify that that indeed was from Netflix, that new password, before I could reply saying, no, I didn't, they had changed my bank account information, changed my password, changed everything in like 90 seconds. So I'm having to call Netflix to say, listen, this is happening as we speak. You know, find these people here. Here, I can give you every... They don't care. No, no, they actually were like, they were on it. It was really great what they did because I said, listen, the, the problem is they changed my password. And then before I could verify, they said, if you didn't change it, click here and we'll undo it. Well, by that point, it was too late. They'd already done everything. They hadn't stolen any of my information. They were just trying to, someone somewhere tried to get it to where they could watch my Netflix for a while before they got shut down. And fortunately, they, they got to watch two minutes of something. Interesting. Yeah, so Speaking of Netflix. It's going to happen. Just be careful. we got a couple more minutes until we get Amy and me in the studio. Uh, we know the Disney Plus launched. Sort of. It's kind of a shaky start. But, the, yeah, you know, I guess that was to be expected. I know people were, are loving it. They're like bundle packages and stuff. I'm not that much needing to increase my entertainment intake to, to add it. You know, I've got Netflix. i got Hulu. i got Amazon Prime. And then I've got my cable, so I'm I'm pretty Jeez. set. Well, that's a lot. Well, I can probably. Here's the thing: Netflix has actually got enough original programming that I like. The Amazon Prime I get because I'm an Amazon Prime member for other stuff, so I don't want to get rid of uh, Hulu. You know what's interesting though? I want to sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say I'm paying ten bucks. What's I can interesting live about the new way we're doing the cable, like take the cable viewing world, is you don't have that annoying like three year contract. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really talk about that, where it's like it's going to cost just as much if you get all these streaming platforms. I'm like, yeah, but you I know, can you can just kind of cancel. I can it. change my email address. Yeah, like I can cancel it, <laughs> uh-huh. and then not. And, you know, whenever something else comes out, I re- resub, and there you go. It's not because yeah. I remember that was. I mean, I know that's a lot of complaints about the cable companies where you're like, hey, uh, you're 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 duping me on the NFL ticket thing again. I don't want that. I want to cancel. I'm done. Like, oh, well, if you cancel, we have a cancellation fee of $5,000. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't want to see what the big deal is about people complaining about streaming prices, and especially your viewing habits. Like, you can afford, I mean, if you, you don't have to get all of them, but you can kind of mitigate it. I, I need to look into sooner or later. I think it's called Sling, but it's one where you get a cafeteria menu because. Well, it's just old school TV. Okay, because like you get the local your local mm-hmm. affiliates that you you trust so much. But then you can pick and choose. Like, okay, I want. Yeah, but see what the, AMC, it's also the habits the habits of people. Like you were looking at a generation who is used to going home, turning on the tube, and kind of accepting whatever's on. Mm-hmm. But you're also now dealing with the newer generations who's like, hey, I want to be able to watch what I want to watch on any device I want to watch it on. And you're going to be losing the cable companies are going to be losing them unless which they have done now where now you can download their app and stream it on you know. Well, I noticed AMC has something called AMC Premier, and if, if you, you have a cable subscription, you get it. Well, no, 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 you get AMC with your cable subscription, which is fine. But if you pay an extra nine ninety nine a month, you get Walking Dead forty eight hours early. You get behind the scenes content. I'm not going to buy it because I'm fine just watching the show. Well, like to give you an example of adjusting the industry, I was telling my my mother out because she was complaining about her cable bill being so high. So I I took a look at it, and she's paying per box, and there's five boxes. And I was like, well, you know, you can get uh, the Comcast app, and it can get on like a Fire Stick. Yeah, now that was my—I got a Fire Stick. So you can get rid of a couple of these boxes because you're not— 
primarily doing it there? Because it really, what you're using to get a box is for the DVR. I actually am going to uh, for Amazon. I'm going to give a bad review on my Fire Stick for one purpose. Because it overheats. Nope, not of that. I I've got Spectrum as my cable provider, and when Spectrum came out to fix something, I said, "Listen, you know my DVR box is in my office." What would it take to drop an extra one in the front living room? Because in that one, I'd had another cable service. And he's like, oh, just get yourself a, you know, a Fire Stick or a Roku stick, and we have a Spectrum app that you can watch. I'm like, awesome, great. So I was wondering, should I get a Roku? Should I get a Fire Stick? I decided to go with Amazon Prime, and it's a 10,000 channels and this and that, everything you need. So I bought it, and I can watch anything in the universe I want except for Spectrum. That sounds like your Roku fault for not has, doing your job. Well, here's the thing. It, the implication was... That's your fault. Roku sticks... Are you a spectrum. boomer? No. What's I, a boomer? Um, a boomer well, is someone who was born up to the year before I was born. Okay, like, so what are you? A gener- Zoomer? I, I'm the first uh, ge- first year of Generation uh, X. No, you're a Zoomer from the from the Mazda commercial. Zoom, Zoom. Gina That's was the, a uh, driving girl with geographic memory. Are you a Zoomer? Remember that commercial, anyone else? Is that another Mazda commercial? That was, that was uh, I think it was Mazda. Yeah, it was a, a little song with these kids driving around. Gina was a driving girl with geographic memory. No, you don't know. Yeah, I mean, that, was way, that was way before me. It was right around the time of Farfignugan for... I don't for, know what that is either. That was Volkswagen. Farfignugan is a German word. Really Aging about. yourself here. <laughs> okay, so you're not a boomer. Okay, I just saw the internet. I was I, like, I'm one year away from being a boomer. I was one year too late. My sister oh. was a boomer. I was Gen X. Gen X. Gen okay. X. There you go. Well, tell you what, we are at... We're almost there. We're almost there. So, oh, we still got 10 again. minutes. I, I, I thought we were like closer to 10 than we are. Well, you know, the last comment we can get, uh, talk about is I saw that Ricky Gervais, Gervais, Gervais. Gervais is hosting the Golden Globes again, and it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, we always make funny jokes about no hosting, you know, wasn't making better awards. It's interesting to me that he's developed such a reputation as a host of the Golden Globes is you know they had a roundtable meeting going, we really want to be, a, we want to make a push for better ratings. What is the only way we can do it? And people are like, get just controversial. Get, yeah, no, we'll just get Ricky back. Yeah. Because Ricky isn't entertaining. But he and is, he, he, he but gets, he gets pe- off on being controversial. I'm not saying that as a judge. Well, yeah, but like, that's I, do you ever, you ever watch the Golden Globes with oh, him? Yeah. It's very entertaining. It is indeed. And I think it's also, it, it got me thinking about a strategy people will be making when on doing decisions. Is they know they can get YouTube clips of him mm-hmm. roasting people. Yep. And so I, I bet when you see that, you're going to see a big push after the Golden Globes. It's like, look how funny he is making fun of Mel Gibson again for his, you know, <laughs> for being Mel Gibson. For, for being Mel Gibson. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, and it got me going, you know what? I'll watch those YouTube clips, but I probably won't watch the Golden Globes. I gave up watching all. Self-congratulatory shows, the the Tonys, the Oscars, the the Grammys, the Emmys, the CMAs, really? whatever. Yeah, I just, <clears throat> next morning I go look at the headlines and see the top 10 best and worst things about last night's stuff, and there's a clip right there. I kind of like the Razzie Awards. Oh, I love the Razzie Awards. Those I'd watch. Because those give me a list of movies to check out. <laughs> yeah, right. Because the Oscars doesn't really do it for me anymore. It's like, nope. I, as long as the Avengers wins, I'll be like, all right, we're balanced. Well, there's no Avengers this year. What, what's what are gonna, we going to do? <laughs> it's going to be like Water for Chocolate Part 2 or something. Uh, well, I love how the, the the controversy with the Avengers and Martin Scorsese got to the point where he had to write a, an opinion piece in the New York Times 
I think it was New York Times. I'm like, man. Oh, I'm sure the Irishman is going to win a whole bunch of awards. But no, but the fact that he had a right, like, explaining his stance on why Marvel's, you know, not good for the for the film industry and stuff. I'm like, man, you know what happened was this guy had nothing else to do because he's just doing the press tour. He's done with. He's finally done with the Irishman that's been taking him, yeah. you know, three years. And he's like, "What am I going to do with my time? I want to write this." Because I, I made the joke. No, it's it's. I got to get relevant somehow what? so people will know the, about this movie I just. Well, did. I made the joke. The Doctor Sleep came out and, and underperformed at the box office. And I have a. I, I'm in a chat group with a bunch of film people, and I said, "Yeah, the only reason, it, the real reason it failed is Stephen King actually promoted it." <laughs> right. And and no one really got it. I was like, "Yeah, if he promotes the material, then you know it's it's good in his eyes. I mean, it's probably a good movie." But it's not good for the wide audience. Do you know how? Did, didn't Terminator, the new one, not do well? No, it did not do well either. Oh, I'm sad. I wanted to see it. I was, I had high hopes for it, but I felt that maybe. Well, there was a there was a, an interesting thing I was reading about James Cameron, and they were talking about you know him as a producer, director, and how he gets involved with his films. Because, like for example, the Alita Battle Angel, he was a producer on, and when mm-hmm. I talked about that that film, and and. James Cameron, he even saw his faults because basically he said when he was producing Alita and uh, Alex Rodriguez was directing it, they had a great relationship because Alex was open to listening to James and like vice versa. Mm-hmm. And he, he said he wished he wasn't because, you know, this is your movie, not my movie. This is your movie, Alex. So you make it in your own vision. And he's like, no, well, you know, you're James Cameron, blah, blah, blah. Well, apparently Tim Miller on the terminator movie was like i don't care what you say james i'm making my movie and apparently <laughs> of course his response is no like i know things about terminator you don't when it's a reboot when you reboot you bring in the original so he made he made a comment about how you know not, not he didn't say the word hypocritical he was but it's kind of like oh it's self-aware i get it nice so but i haven't seen the movie i haven't i, I kind of want to but then I, I don't really care what happens in that universe anymore there's really nothing but sarah connor's in it which is really cool but you know, if you don't have Eddie Furlong in it, I don't really care because he was so good in Terminator Two. I'm presuming he's not in this one. I I, I did oh, not yeah. see him in any of the material. Uh, well, that could have been a, you know, one of those shock cameo things. So I don't really know. I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing it. And oh yeah, but if I do, it's gonna, gonna be, be for free. It's gonna be that it's Netflix. Be I'll pay the twelve dollars to have Netflix that month. That's my movie ticket. Boom, there you go. Well, we got Amy and me coming in the studio. Hopefully, play some live music. That'd be great. Right? So, if you're interested in music in Montgomery County and you want to hear good music, stay tuned. We got Amy and me. Uh, if you want to know a little bit more about our guests coming in here after the top of the hour break, check out the description and also our Facebook posts about these folks because I linked all their stuff. So, check it out. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. 
Steampunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. All right, welcome back to Dick and Skippy in the Mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com, and Conroe's FM 104.5. Sean, can you help her with yeah, that mic? absolutely. They're a little top-heavy, so <laughs> she's good. She's not go. moving. Good. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in to Dick and Skippy. We got Amy and me in the studio. Uh, I'll change the video here in a second. And, uh, yeah, so if you're all listening right now and you want to know more information, again, I said go to our description of our live Facebook feed, uh, facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy, if you want to know more information about our guests, because we're going to play some music probably around the bottom of the hour, around that time, live, in-studio music. We're going to play live music. Yeah. Well, let me finish talking. You just said we're going to play music. Oh. We are playing music right now. Okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, let's let's, let's calm down here. You're listening to Dick and Skippy. It's 10.02. Welcome back. And now we have Amy and me in the studio. Guys, what's going on? Ooh, keeping busy, busy. Okay. I'm Don't trying to play. stay warm, personally. It is kind of chilly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Montana can have its weather back. Thank you. I yeah. don't like it. You don't like it? You <laughs> no. don't, this isn't that bad. No, it's cold. So we <laughs> have... Just double up on your socks. You'll be fine. <laughs> so we have the aforementioned Amy, and then we have Albie in the studio with us, making up the duo, Amy and yeah. me. Mm-hmm. That's um, well, first off, welcome to the studio. Glad well, to have you, you guys here. Us. We're excited. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty fun. We're cool. Well, you guys are <laughs> you, you guys are a band, of course. Yep. And I, y'all do what would you put down as genre? We're we're country, kind of a rockish country band. Because there's just two of you. So it's just two of us. Do y'all and ever so play with a full band, like drums and all? Starting, or not drums. But starting this next weekend, we're actually going to do a an, another podcast in the studio, and we're going to. We're putting together a band, so it's going to be our first appearance with a whole band. Okay, yeah, I was curious. We're so, still working on a name, like Amy and Me and those guys or something. Amy and Me and a Dog Make Three. We'll, and we'll the Rattlesnakes. We'll yeah. <laughs> something. We're, we're open for suggestions, yeah. <laughs> Amy and them. Amy and us. <laughs> Give us what you Amy got. Amy and them. <laughs> of course, the website would look like Amnius, and people wonder what that is. It's like the Oneaters. Yeah. yeah. So, But like Albie's that. been in um, bands... In the past, rock bands. Yeah. Okay. Not me. But country is kind of like the slate, and the then you slate. you go different directions mm-hmm. depending so on the right, song. Right now we're because we're doing these 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 clubs and stuff, so we're we're playing a lot of um, covers too. Mm-hmm. And then you know when you get into a club and you find out they want seventies rock, so that's what you end up playing, you know, because that's what they they like. Or right. you get into a club and it's country. Oh, we're we want country, so we're playing country. So we've got pretty big. Um, catalog of music that we play yeah i always feel when you're a musician playing not necessarily like at theaters mm-hmm. but it's like you're you're bringing a vibe and i imagine a lot of the bookers going like hey you gotta bring a good vibe and you can play like your music's good but if you feel like you need to play something else hint hint play something else and that's you yeah. know at least play something that people can dance to yeah. at one song and the vibe is exactly. big with us because she she's mingles all of she has that wireless mic and she'll be out there standing on tables and bars and she just sings and go and and we do carry a pretty big sound for most duos i mean 
You come and watch us. Most people go, how do they do that? Well, in fact, those who are listening right now, uh, December 7th at the Corner Pub, you guys will be We'll be there. We'll be playing. Long. So if anyone doesn't know where the Corner Pub is, it's actually right next to the studio in downtown Conrail. Ironically, mm-hmm. it's on the corner. It's and a great little pub. Actually, I mean, it's, it's not great. ironically. We us. loved it. We played there once before, and it was a great it's an, time. It's an interesting place. Yeah. I like it, because yeah. like, you never know what you're going to get there. Yeah. And it definitely doesn't try to tell people what to like. Right, right. If that makes right, sense. Right, like, right, kind of right. like, they're, that's one thing I like about Dosey Dose. You get a variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like, that, well, that's why it becomes a, a known popular place, because it kind of hits everybody's wants when it comes to music. Right. Same thing with the Corner Pub. You never know what you're going to get when you go there. So on December 7th, you guys are playing there. And their food is good, too. They have yeah. good sandwiches. Oh, yeah. I, I pr- pretty BLT, much eat there at least you once. You I love that BLT. I'm pretty much there once a week. Uh, <laughs> What's well, just down the street? And That's, it's yeah. like, just go in there and get a sandwich real quick. Absolutely. But you guys are playing in Galveston this weekend? Is that We're what you're doing? We're playing in Galveston at Three Doors Down. From eight to eleven, something like that, and it's that's a wine beer wine bar up on the Strand. Yeah, it's a little so, neighborhood bar that's tucked into the old peanut butter warehouse mm-hmm. that was destroyed in Hurricane Ike, and um, then it sat dormant for a little while, and then they opened it back up, put a marketplace in there. They've got a lot of cool vin- local vendors that um, sell their their beach themed whatever what have yous. Then last year they opened up a little peanut butter shop because they're like. We're the peanut butter warehouse. We don't have peanut butter. What's up with that? So they opened up, uh, some friends of ours opened up a place called Go Nuts and Beans, and they hand grind their peanut butter daily and have different flavors. They have like birthday cake, and this is pumpkin pie spice peanut butter. I don't think that's a great combination, but, you know, teach their own on that one. It's pretty good. Jalapeno peanut butter. That's that's my no, go-to. My, well, my wife bought these grapes, and she's like, here, try these. And I was like, this tastes like cotton candy. This is horrible. And she's like, well, no, they're just sweet. But they're like they call it carnival grapes. Yes, those and I was are like, awesome. that's horrible. Why would you buy these? <laughs> and she's just like, well, I like them. I'm like, well, good. You can eat them. Why you gotta hate Dick? So because well, it tastes horrible. Now, now here's a segue for you. So Three Doors Down, of course, is named after a uh, 1970s Dolly Parton tune, Three Doors Down. So well, speaking that. of Dolly Parton, who are your influences? You, you know, if, if you're playing a gig, uh, like. People say, anyone well, if, good if you like blank you'll <laughs> like us and also like who are your personal heroes or, or people you've, oh you've grown up with well for me there's there's so many but on the countryside there's um, martina mcbride mm-hmm. i think she's amazing and she's a role model also because she managed to raise her children and actually be like present for them while she was still having a music career and a really awesome one so she's definitely a role model i think miranda lambert carrie underwood um Help me out, Albie, because my mind goes blank. Uh, he, oh, um, no, that's, that's pretty much your big ones. Those are some. Um, Shania Twain. Oh, yeah, Shania Twain. Um, Linda Ronstadt. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Linda yeah, Ronstadt. anyone that's good. Yeah. See? Yeah, it's not, yeah, I can't but argue that, with that That one. doesn't make a good radio show, Skippy. Oh, no. I know. <laughs> he's Skippy. I'm Dick. Dick. Oh, sorry. Yeah, come on. No, yeah, we're, we look so much alike that people, people get us confused all the time. True. It's very true. That's what they say about us. <laughs> yeah. You're Amy, right? It happens. Yeah. Well, no, well it, it's great that, like, you, uh, what, what, sorry, let me backtrack that one. So you guys have an album. You have your kind of genre, which is country, which is, I, I enjoy country a lot. Uh, when people are listening right now and they want to get into you guys, where do y'all perform? Where where is where can I buy the album and stuff like that? What's going on? Well, we um, have the album available online. We distributed it um, through DistroKid, 
And so it's available in over 150 iTunes, different outlets. iTunes, Spotify, oh, okay. all of them. All, all the major outlets. Everywhere. And then so. we sell our, our hard copy CDs. Let's get this producer right. out of here. At our gigs. Yeah. He's yeah. whispering. Yeah, he wants to tell us to remind everybody we're in don't, all the jukeboxes. Don't across forget to there's say. A, yeah, there's these. We're in like 30-some thousand jukeboxes across it's, the nation. That, we that, that, that jukebox that stuff is a sham. Like, it is. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's like five bucks for... And they, they well, I love it's it's almost like the uh, it's like gas prices where you go in there and like I can play Amy and Me for a dollar, but then it's like fifty percent or fifty cents for George Strait. And you're like, why can't everything just be the same? It's a song, really? Yeah, no, I it's, it's bizarre. Like, and every time wow. you go in, it's different. Oh. So it's like you never know how much money. Like your five dollars is going to be spent seven different oh, ways because wow. everything's not the equal price. See, Dick, the life Sham. you'll never know is when we go to diners and each table would have a little jukebox right there with like 20 songs on it. No, I, my, my theory yeah. is bars and stuff do that because they, they got tired of ass-capping them, calling them every five minutes. It's like, you've increased your range, so you owe us $10,000. And so it's like, hey, we have a jukebox that takes care of it. They pay. That's why blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'll tell you what we like to do for fun. Uh, talking about modern. No, here we go. It's so, on now. so we don't. We'll find out. Oh, this 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 place has the jukebox, and they've got that jukebox. Our song is in. We can literally sit out in the parking lot, get on our phone, yeah, and play and, and play, play our, our song inside. Well, that's pretty kind of smart. What people how that's they react. Really you smart. Know. That's a good idea. <laughs> no, the coolest thing no. in the world. We did that at um, a place called Max over in Cyprus, where yeah. we we also play. That's it's on Telgi Road. And um, we played our song there, and you know, and I'm, we're looking around, and like we're looking at, and head start, you know, bobbing yeah. up and down just a little. Bit. I mean, they don't know the song, so they're not going to be singing along, which you know, we don't expect that at this point. But if they're just kind of tapping their foot or bobbing their head, well, we're listening. like, that's a win. Yeah. But that's they're not talking. Win. Yeah, that's how you yeah. win because they're like, right. oh, they're listening. <laughs> Wonderful. True. But that's actually a really so, smart idea. I like that because so, yeah. you know that it, you can do that, and again, mm-hmm. I think I think that's why they do it. They don't. They got tired of ass cap calling all the time. Yeah, could be. So, Amy, we have a listener asking what your thoughts on Reba are. On Reba, oh my gosh, she's a traitor. (laughs) What? No, Reba is amazing, and I should have mentioned her. Um, The thing that I love most about Reba is that she is an amazing performer. Her ability to deliver a song to the audience is just about unparalleled. So I, that's what what I've really learned from her and from watching. To her. the point that we actually practiced that her deliveries, thinking of, you know with Reba in mind. You're not supposed nice. to give away all my secrets. Oh, yeah, well, keep, keep the mysterious. Well, what it that's sounds like are a good live show. Well, yeah, is what it sounds so. like. People, I so. think it's important to be good quality musicians, and then it's important to play music that people like. But maybe even more important than that, it's important to be entertaining. People want to know that you're up there having a great time and that, you know, and you're talking and engaging with them. People are sheep. You just need to tell them how to dance. Well, here's the thing. Actually, it's really good to hear that because, you know, one of the headlines we hadn't talked about yet that I was going to is Uh, that Madonna is actually getting sued right now by disgruntled ticket holders because... She doesn't dance enough? No, over the weekend, she was two and a half hours late to a, a, a concert, one of her own concerts, and then told people... Queen literally quote the queen can show up whenever she wants. Oh, and, I dig it. And I mean, what do you? You're going to go to Madonna? Where well, are you expecting point. Here? People are used to you know Axl Rose would never you know he'd show up yeah, twelve hours say, later. Axl Rose, but yeah, the people going wait a second, I had to pay for a babysitter. I had to pay for tickets. You, you know you don't yeah. and you play for twelve minutes. Okay, oh, boomer. 
That's is that how, did I use that correctly? I don't know. I don't know either. I've been trying. I've been trying to like see where it fits. But so to have a <laughs> band who's actually engaging with the audience and can read the room, and I hear, you know, Albie said you hop up on the tables and do stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to show up to watch now. Well, it's also oh, you develop good. that reputation. Yeah. Because if you're on time, and that's one thing I, I kind of, I always got, I get dissuaded to go to bars to listen to bands because they'll tell you on the poster, oh, seven o'clock, but really. It's not seven o'clock for Amy and me. It's seven o'clock for the local dude, and then really Amy's at eleven. Yeah, they do that. And I don't understand why, especially like local places. It's not hard to say seven o'clock opener, eleven o'clock main headliner. Yeah, Yeah, like I don't understand why. It's like they think it's a trick and they get me in. I'm like, no, you're not tricking Mm -hmm. me, man. You're making me hate you. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, because first of all, it's it's showtime, six thirty, and really that's just when doors open. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you don't even know when the show starts. So you on, yeah. at, so at December seventh at the Corner Pub. Realistically, mm-hmm. what time are you guys going on? Well, our show starts at nine, and we'll hit our first note at nine. Mm-hmm. Except you. if we're See, on the island. Town beats at nine. That's what we say in musical. And theater. then what you'll yeah. do is show up two and a half hours late, and you say the queen can arrive whenever. No. <laughs> now, let me tell you what. It is so hard. To, <laughs> To as a local band to get gigs, you know, you call and they don't answer. No, oh, yeah. Email, you message, they don't reply, and um, it's it's really hard. It's it's a lot of word of mouth, and so if you go to a venue and you don't deliver in terms of quality and professionalism and all that stuff, you know, you're you're sunk. There's no way. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. Well, on that, if someone's listening, it's a, a, a venue. Please. How do they contact you? Gosh. So um, go to amyandme.com. That's amy, letter N, yeah. me.com. Right. Yep. Um, and we've got our phone number on there and our email address. And our email is amyandme at hotmail.com. The same A M Y N M E at hotmail. Branding is good. Our phone number is 832 856 Okay. So yeah. Oh, see Call. if that spells anything cool out. It doesn't. <laughs> you already tried. It's one of those Google it numbers. Yeah, I'll figure it He'll out. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm Mr. Mnemonic. So I got a two part question. So uh, we picked Amy's brain on like who the heroes were. So Alvy, I'm going to ask you that one next, and I'm going to follow it up with, how did you guys get together? How did Amy and me become Amy and me? Did you? you know, okay. Well, influences. I. Um, it's going to go back to like the Angus Young guitar player. Okay, now the, we're talking. The um, <laughs> it's going to be the Scorpions guitar mm-hmm. players, you know. Um, but then there's the Stevie Ray Vaughan, and then even before that, there's um, a big. I'm a big Roy Clark guy. Nice. So I love I love the way he plays. I grew up on Hee Haw as a kid, um, so oh yeah, I, so, I remember Roy Clark. Um, so I go so school. I mean, I that's I just I like to get it from wherever I can get it. So. Oh, it sounds like if multiple I, influences there. Very much, yeah. So let's so. go about the origin, the superhero origin story. How did you get into music, and then you, and then like how did the, you guys get uh, well, together in the band? For me, I started, um, I was about 18 years old. I started in a band, mm-hmm. and then um, I actually was one of the first American bands that toured Mexico. So that was a crazy, crazy, I could write a nice. book on that. That was, it's like the Beatles. I mean, we couldn't advertise <laughs> when we played because the word of mouth would go so fast. It was crazy. Nice. So that's where I started. And then about, I don't know, three or four years after that, we ended up in, um, I ended up here in Houston, and then I was in a band called First Wish, which was um, a, um, a Z-Rock band. So we played all over the nation, all over the place, and, um, and that was a pretty successful band. And then, um, and then I had kids and started kind of 
you know, just chilling around here mm-hmm. and got a job. And kind of, I still always done music. I mean, he and I wrote, have been rock songwriters. And he me. being the, 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 the producer, producer, Kim, 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 producer Kim, kicking Kim, out. Yeah. He and kicking I, him out. I just, you know, he could be like the, the Jaws fin, just, just go around with the camera <laughs> around the table and stuff. He can come over here. You can get a better I mean, angle. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Sit we got chairs and stuff here. It's a Tim, right? Yes, yeah. Tim, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tim, we've come, been friends. Since, we've been friends since we were what eight, nine years old. Yeah, super, super young. We played baseball little league together. Just Did they have good. baseball back then? I'm no. sorry, I cracked <laughs> an old joke. I'm probably the oldest person in this room here. So, isn't baseball like America's pastime? It is it's like yeah. the oldest pastime. So yeah, yeah, like, that's not yeah, can't be any older than 237 years old. I heard they, what was it? Apple pie, Chevrolet, baseball, apple pie, and Chevrolet. Yep. <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. So Amy, how about you? Well, we had a little bit of a different uh, musical path here than than Albie did. When I was a kid, I was standing up on my bed with a hairbrush, you know, looking into my mirror and Me too. S- singing along, <laughs> sing along to my favorite artist, Wishing. I was a wannabe, um, you know, rock star as a kid. Which actually, um, one of the songs we're gonna do for you guys um, later on in the show is a kind of sort of like an autobiography that I wrote that that alludes to that. Um, And so, you know, my parents didn't really support the idea of me Mm. being a musician or or anything that it didn't involve going to college. Um, My dad said I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer. I didn't end up doing either one of those things, but I did go to college. And keep in mind, both of her parents are musicians. Was a, a, a teacher, well, it seems to be teacher. like you have you have yeah. your your Oscar-winning actor in a workshop. They're like, "Oh, I'm a young actor. What's your advice to me? Don't do it. Run away." <laughs> it's like, how can you say that? Yeah. You just quash someone else's dreams. You made it. So, so yeah, I, I feel you on that. I learned to play bass guitar on a tennis racket. So you know, yeah. Yeah. hey, whatever, whatever works. So yeah, so I went went to college. Um, I became an occupational therapist, which mm-hmm. is what I've been doing for a long time. I work with kids with special needs um, in. In public school. And then Albie and I actually worked together at our day job. And um, I knew he was in a band, which he was in a band at the time. Um, and so... Word gets around about Albie. Yeah. Yeah, he had a reputation. <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, because I... I she had... actually came up to me and said, in the hallway and said, you play music. I said, yeah. I, and she says, I want to sing. I said, okay. So we actually went at lunchtime. During that's pretty lunchtime, funny. That's really like funny. first conversation okay. with him. Yeah. Nice. So that's how we kind of got started. And, and how long ago was that? Oh, about three years ago, okay. maybe, maybe, maybe more. We didn't really get serious about it until about, I guess, we're in our second year now. Until he figured so, out that I actually could sing. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's nice. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're going to find out soon. I know you have an album. It's out, right? It's the new album's it out. It is out. So you can purchase it and stream it and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Is this y'all's tour or is it you guys kind of like selecting certain weekends and then going? To oh look at this yeah I'm telling you you yeah. need to come over here hold it up to the to the <laughs> thingy yeah there you go. so there it's you go. Um, the name of the album is Embers and we just played. it's a fun album okay I mean we 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 headed we didn't want to make this depressing album that everybody's making I know countries about divorce and all that but we you know we wanted to make a fun album and that album covers it. We've been told that we actually know somebody who's bought four CDs so she can have one in each of her cars, one in her kitchen, and one in her home because she says it makes she sounds stubborn. So she sounds like she's never heard. How did you know that? Oh my gosh, she sounds like she's never heard of a mixtape before. (laughs) 
Well, it's more of like put it on your phone, Bluetooth. I'm not it. promoting bootlegging, but if you have the album, record it. You know, set your tape recorder next to it. <laughs> so it's, it's a fun CD, and it's I mean, you no know two songs really sound the same. If y'all get a chance to hear it, you'll. See oh it yeah, no, we'll we'll be playing this one. I mean, if, if Dick Bogart's the CD, I'll just go to iTunes and and download it. I'll, I'll put it on cassette for you. Thank you. No, we have you a CD too. Don't worry, we got both y'all. Oh my god, should have told him that. that. See, I'm listening to that. I'm gonna hold this up for the people who don't like Dick Cam, but they like. Skippy Kim. That sounded way <laughs> wrong. Sounded better in my head than uh, than how it did. So here's the album's Embers. We got okay. This is what I love to see, and I have to admit this: there are 12 tracks on this here. I hate it when people would like, yeah, we have a new CD, and there'd be like four. That's an EP, yeah. dude. Huh? It's an EP. Yeah, an, yeah, EP, an EP. But exactly. Right? But yeah. so this is awesome. So I know so we're you gonna hate bands that release EPs. No, when they when they charge you full price for a CD that's got like four tracks on it. You know what I hate? It's lazy. Since I started the, the radio station, what? they send me singles on CDs. And I'm like, <laughs> man, you realize how much trash this is going to be? Like every month I was throwing out. If like, trees could scream, that kind of thing. I was like, <laughs> just, yeah. you send me a CD that has one song on it, man? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I, I feel you. I feel so, you. But I, I, I'll just give you guys that annoys me. No, okay. just well, let you know. I got that we got a little you, bit. We got 12 tracks on there, and the. Um, and the CD, you know, you, you know, I don't want, I don't know how to say this, but it's a good quality CD. We had um, Brian Reeves, which has Elton John. Mm-hmm. What has he done? Um, Tim, you probably even know better. John Miley Cyrus. You mean? Yeah. Hey, Tim, come sit over here. He, he, you gotta come over here. Yeah, yeah. Come over to we the have, mic, Timothy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, he's out on the he's out in LA. That's how radio right? works. Yeah, he's yeah. out in so LA. This is, and so we sent a song to him that we wanted to record. We did like a. A um, what's it called? The song for Galveston. It's called Oh Galveston. Yeah, it's called Oh Galveston. Right. So we did Track that. Five. We did a song, and he emailed back, and he said, "If man, if the rest of your stuff is like this, I'd like, I'd really like to have the opportunity." So to he was like, mix like it. engineer and, and so he wow. The, and, I don't and know the the how much he really works with people who are as unknown as we are. I don't know. Maybe he does, but I don't get the sense that he does all the time. But I guess he was impressed with that one song, which was. You know, yes. Yeah, so nice. Awesome. We're like, oh yeah. And he is the nicest guy. He was just so patient with us going, you know, going back and forth as many times as we wanted until we were happy with the way things sounded and the just the littlest, my, most minor adjustments. He was so cool with that and he was really responsive. Um, he's a great guy. So in recording in a studio, how how realistic do the movies get it? You know, you see the person they're sitting usually, you know, on a bar stool with a cigarette in their hand, and they're playing live behind them. Is that is that for real in the studio or? Yeah. Is it really? That's so cool. Yeah, it is. One, I actually one of don't. We got right. I don't like recording. It's yeah. it's very tedious mm-hmm. because you have to do you know the same line sometimes for me. Uh, you know, maybe I shouldn't out myself, but you know, ten times the same line, and yet you still have to be give that passionate delivery, right? Because you want that to, that realness to come across in the on the recording, but yet it's the 10th time you, and you're pissed off because you thought it was great the second time. Oh, yeah, we've we had many of <laughs> We um, forgot to hit record. Can we do that again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. that was rehearsal. Well, uh, then I got to give you kudos on this, Amy, because, uh, you know, I'm in both film and stage, and Rag. they're two, yeah, I'm going to drop Rag. some names here, but they're two radically different things that, you know, when you're on stage, you got the live audience, you can read the room, you know when to pause, you know when to project. Uh, on 
film, you do the same thing over and over. And like you said, you have to not only remember which hand did I pick the coffee cup up with, but right. what's my emotional status? Do I have to work up tears? Do I am I smiling? And you got to do it over and over after, especially hours of waiting on end. So very few stage people can do film and vice versa because they're radically opposed. And from what I'm gathering, you can like read the room and just rowdy up a crowd as well as go in the studio and be able to do it, you know, well enough to, to get uh, Brian Reeves's attention. For I sure. would say, yeah, Thanks. I would agree with that. <laughs> well, cool. Well, I always say she should be an actress too. So, well, <laughs> well, we may talk about that later. But I had enough talking. Let's start singing. You want to take a break? And right. I, I had questions. Oh, but you know you what? Hey, we should probably take a break. No, no, ask your questions, Dick. <laughs> when the Queen wants to go. <laughs> So there's tension, tension in the studio. <laughs> well, no, actually, the, the only question I really have is: I, I love musicians. I love the lifestyle in a sense of like it's a different. It's not a nine to five job. It's it's completely different. But with today's world of people listening, do you feel making an album like Ember? Like, what is the benefit of making an album opposed to what I feel like a lot of artists are doing, where they'll release like three tracks, a track. And then eventually people just kind of like... You mean like just uh, onto iTunes, just throw a track out there and see well, what I, Well, I think a lot of people, like they, they release a lot of singles, but then there's not a focus on the album. It's a focus on a, sing, right. a single. And, that, and, and, it's, and you're right. And it's, it's kind of a lost art or a missed art because it's like I say, you, you, can't, you can't do a seven-minute song anymore. So there goes all your Stairway to Heavens, your Freebirds, your Come Sail Away, I mean, your Bohemian Rhapsody. These are also long songs. Nobody does them anymore because oh, you know, you've got to play that. Three well, it's also like, like for example, you're talking about you don't like recording. You like to be. I'm talking to Amy, by the way. Uh, is what's the, what's the problem with recording your live set, producing that, and you get the emotion, and then like because there'll be a hundred people oh, like going. A- Amy and me live at the Palladium. Yeah, like don't do that. You got to do a studio album. You got to do that first, and then you move on. Is it? Do you see the future of recording music being just like you got to have an album or you hit the road, record a collection and then release like uh, like, for example, one of my favorite albums and it doesn't advertise as it's live is Jackson Brown's running on empty. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is recorded impromptu in hotel rooms uh, on stage. And it's like, but it didn't say that. It didn't say live. It's just kind of like running on mm-hmm. empty. And I, I like that to me is if you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage because you don't like being in the studio, then. Don't do it. Put yourself where you shine, and then let people listen to that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, because on a live album, there's usually it's more energetic. It's a it's a lot more energy, and that, and it comes across if you're good, like like you were talking about. I but, think I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do a full album though for this one is we really wanted to have something to have a product to show people yeah the diversity of what mm-hmm. we do and also the sound quality. That, that we can deliver, you know, so we wanted to really have a full product and the CD, like one song to the next, they sound completely different. There's not going to be this like, oh, well, they got this, these couple of chords and they just repeat them and put different words to them. There's a lot of diversity in the, in the music on this album. And that's kind of what we were going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We didn't want to make it the same song 12 times. It's definitely. Yeah, Budokan booked for next year. But you say Budokan is booked for next year? <laughs> well, you know what? Again, I'll use the words of Sean. Let's instead of speaking about it, let's let's listen to some music. There we go. You want to? You want to? We're gonna take a uh, extended break here, folks, because we're gonna get some instruments out and all that kind of stuff. So stick around. We got Amy and me in the studio. A live studio performance is coming your way awesome. here on Lone Star Community Radio's Dick and Skippy. We'll be right back. 
Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey, hey, it's 1035 on the dot here on a Wednesday morning in partly cloudy, it is. historic downtown Conroe. It is, true story. Dick and Skippy in the morning. Uh, Dick, hi, I missed you. What's up? We're back here on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy and, of course, Lone Star Community Radio at IRLoneStar.com. And Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We have Amy and me in the studio Check out all their contact info in the description of our Facebook live feed and also in the descriptions of every else place where we put this recording. So, we talked about live studio music. I think we're going to get it. I love that. So, yeah, we took a break so Albie could tune up the guitar and, and Amy could do her, uh, you know, run scales and <laughs> me, me, me. We're going to run scales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just going to wing it. So... Yeah, before we start the music, uh, you know, you always see those like VH1 behind the scenes things. Is it gonna be one of those dark times where you guys are gonna like say, "I want it to be Albie and her" at some point, or are you guys pretty comfortable with? with I like how you, you bring that up right before they start. Performing. I am trying to get the, you know, well, not now. <laughs> you know, now they're gonna start thinking about it. That's there's how not, I roll. There's not a lot of drama with us. <laughs> That's great to hear. Well, I, speaking of that, I did. I remember watching the behind the scenes of ACDC. And these guys like love each other. You know, you're talking about Angus Young and stuff, and like, and uh, Brian, uh, the singer, uh, Brian Johnson. Johnson. You know, when he came in after, uh, you know, Bond bon passed Scott. away, yeah. and it's like this was a dream come true, and I've been living it for 40 years now and stuff. And you could tell that the interviewers like don't nothing. You don't like hit each other. Yeah. You know, you're not an oasis no. behind the scenes. Like nah. That's why they're still together, still playing. I guess, right. So that's that's awesome to hear. So we got instruments on down. I'm gonna give a shout out to Joe. Who just tuned in. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Uh, what uh, what are you gonna play for us? Well, we're gonna play our title track off our album. Our Embers, it's our single right now. Okay. It's a bit of a sassy song about southern, strong southern women. Dick loves sassy. <laughs> yeah, he does. Nothing wrong with that. True story. That. And you'll like this one already. <laughs> crazy when their hearts get torn and broke you know it's really not much like them just to sit around and mope they get to burning on the inside you won't see it at first but give it just a minute and you'll see them at their worst are you hearing me boys now Linda dated Lionel, said he's the perfect man. Until the night a few weeks back, she caught him with Joanne. Now she's a proper Texas girl most of the time. But baby, when you do her wrong, she'll turn on a dime. Better watch those numbers, boy, I don't want to provoke. Cause when those numbers get stirred up, the 
get you yet. Oh, yeah. Now, Wendy's working nine to five, a sevens bar and grill. Employee of the month until she met her new boss, Bill. He caught her in the storeroom just before the lunch crowd hit. Backed her up against the wall. Wasn't very wise, was it? Better watch those members, boys. Don't want to provoke. Cause when those members get stirred up, a fire gets stoked. And when she gets to burning, better watch your step. Better sleep with one eye open. Cause those members, those members. for you boys I know that some won't listen to my cautionary tale but don't you dare come crying back when the hammer hits the nail Ooh, yeah. better watch those embers boy that don't want to provoke cause when those embers get stirred up a fire gets stoked and when she gets to burning, better watch your step. Better sleep with one eye open. Yeah, yeah. Those embers, those embers will get you yet. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that was hard, wonderful. I love a hard ending like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I put that on MTV because I think back before like music videos became the thing, the norm, it's so many songs faded out because they were studio. You just do, yeah, you know, repeat, out. refrain over and over, and you could fade out. But on concert, since it's like, okay, you're in a band, studio isn't enough. Now you got to go on the road and back it up. The hard endings had to be You got to find a invented. good ending, right? Yeah, that was life. a great ending on that <laughs> one. Very nice. Okay, well, see, that was the appetizer. Now I want the main course. Yeah, the main course. <laughs> yeah that, that was the salad. That was great. Yeah, the sassy salad Thanks. right there, which is going to be the name of my next band. Sassy salad. With That's a um, great one. With umlauts over all the vowels. <laughs> That's really it's a heavy metal band <laughs> with lightning bolts. I mean, you're for going the over my head. I'm just going to be like, yeah. Umlauts are those two little great. dots that all the heavy metal bands like to put. Like, oh, that's true. But what what they do is they they separate and elongate a vowel. So like Motley Crue with the with the umlauts, it actually is pronounced Motley Crewy. If you if you <laughs> little known fact. Yeah. You know. So those Europeans are like these guys are idiots. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. You guys want to play another song? Yeah. Or I, we I got, want them we to got play plenty of time. Song. What they want is irrelevant. I want them All to right, play another Queen. song. How many do we have? Is it uh, be right now two? we I think we got fifteen minutes, so we can do whatever. You wanna play one more and then we can keep chatting? We got Corner Pub coming out December seventh, so if you're just now tuning okay. in, I believe we got in the rules Amy and three. me in the studio live music. Again, Corner Pub December seventh. Bluebird. Um, I think maybe we should do Bluebird. We can tell them about Bluebird. Yeah. Are you going to do it before or after? Am I going to start crying before or what's up? I'll do, I'll he do ugly it before. Cries. So Bluebird was inspired by a, um, re- it was a rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow that I really liked. Of course, a, a song that's been covered a gazillion and one times. 
um, it was a really beautiful rendition, and I thought, I really want to write a song that has those kind of... Kind of evokes those... Evokes those, those memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. And um, so we set about to write in something like that, and this song um, was recently selected, I guess about two weeks ago, by the Texas Country Music Association. They're going to put it on their Best Texas Country Hits compilation CD number three which wow. is going to be out in January or February. So we are so excited to have a song on that on that CD, and we're really looking That's forward awesome. to that coming out. Yeah, so you can listen to the song, and um, you listen for the, um, the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The, the kind of the homage to that, the, yeah, the refrain. Yeah, all, all the times we allude to that. Gotcha, okay, and I, I'm all about this, so I'll be listening. So this, uh, so this next track is called Bluebird. It's on the Ember CD that I'm holding up in front of the camera there. Uh, just in time for Christmas, it makes an awesome stocking stuffer. And since they're local, we could always hunt them down and make them sign your copy if We'd you're not careful. To. Yeah. Be, be worth something. All right, take it away. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Tell me, can you feel it? Can you
Yeah, nicely done there. That was Bluebird from the Embers album, or CD as you youngsters call it nowadays. With Amy and me here in the studio, we got Amy Collins and Albie. Is it Valadez? Am I pronouncing that right? Valadez. Valadez. I had a 50 50 shot of not screwing that one up and (laughs) failed miserably. (laughs) I achieved my goal. That was great. Thank you so much. In my head, I was counting. I got lemon drops, I got heart and courage. Yeah. That was nicely done. Thank you. I like that one a lot. If you guys enjoyed uh, the performance from Amy and me, they're going to be at the Corner Pub on December 7th. Is there a cover for that? or is that Because the Corner Pub kind of does a, a little bit of everything. So it's just come as you go, have a drink, no and cover. enjoy Amy and me. Come on by. Give us a listen. Come introduce yourself. Say hi. And buy a CD. And buy a CD, CD? and some shirts. And- Hell yeah. Did y'all get your shirts? Not yet. Apparently, we got merch too. Yeah, give them. Well, you are the queen. You bet. So every person who sees the queen brings gifts. That's That's the rule here at Lone Star and Dickens Giffy. Pay me tribute. (laughs) So we um, we have a friend that uh, designed this logo for us, which we think is like super cool logo. We love it so much. So we had. these t-shirts can, can can you see it am i let's see i'm on i'm on delay on your screen so i don't know if yeah they can see it you're really brown on your and they come in white too white black <laughs> awesome so there well, you thank go. you so much this is great that's a great you're logo there well, we too. got a few more minutes is there anything else you want to uh like where do you guys post your touring stuff is it just social media or like what's the one place if i really dug y'all's uh well, we really like if if y'all would like to keep up with us go to amy and me dot net what is it i mean amy and me dot com at, at Hotmail.com. Let us know. We want to put you on our mailing list. And she mails out about once a week, you know, what our agendas are and and what's going on. Updates and tidbits. But we also have a Facebook page. So it's Amy in Me Band is our handle for Facebook. And you can go and follow us on our Facebook page. We have. (laughs) Yeah, you got presents. There's a place called sonicbids.com, and there they are right there. So, and all you got to type is Amy, the letter N, and then me, and it's going to show you you where where to go. Is it time for me to put in my rodeo plug yet, guys? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely talk to us about that. Okay, so my ultimate gig would be playing at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. No, I'm not talking about where the big the big dogs play. I'm talking about like the Champion Wine Garden, you know, where they have um, a lot of lo- people just like us um, that come and play. And we would, we've been going to the Champion Wine Garden and um, some of those other, the tents um, for years and years and years. And if you guys know anybody on the entertainment committee at the Houston Livestock Show or in Rodeo, a, tent, a barbecue tent, we have sent in our EPK. It is, um, in the mail, if not arrived recently, please, please, please give us a chance. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a couple of names, I think, one or two names, I think, off the air I can I don't know anybody. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I think you do. That's awesome. Well, there, no, I know some, I, I think I may know someone. We'll, we'll talk off the air about it. I may lose a bet, though, because well, I promised say. I would get a tattoo if if we got invited to play at the, wine the, garden. At the wine garden. Yeah, so it's kind of a mixed bag because I really don't want to get a tattoo. <laughs> well, did you specify, like, the size or something? You can get just, like, a little bitty, like, copyright symbol or something on your... That was you know, my loophole. So that is not true. <laughs> oh, the logo. Okay. Yeah. It will be the logo, but we did not discuss placement, size, color, You can do it like that. Damien and hide it under <laughs> your hair. Or okay. one of those um, clear tattoos. You've seen those, right? Oh, yeah. ones that like, yeah, on the show up in a black, black light, light or something? Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, ABB's in the studio, guys. So thank you so much for coming in. 
Well, oh, thank thanks you all for so much. Us. Yeah, we're gonna be closing the show out right now. Uh, you listen. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be back on Friday. Which, by the way. We don't have a guest for Friday, so what? if anyone wants to be a guest and schedule with us, let us know. Reach out to us. We're at dickandskippy at gmail.com and other places like that. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. If you're just now catching us on our live we're, uh, live feed, we can also do YouTube and you know post stuff. So check us out on our YouTube channel. We have our podcast on iTunes and Google Play. And then, of course, our city TV, Channel 12, and other places like that here in the Montgomery County. Yeah, we try to be. So thank you like so much for tuning in. Go away. Oh, I want to say we gotta say our sponsors. Yes. Almost forgot about that again. Well, I'll start uh, it off with the amazing Bean Punk Coffee, yeah. who who caffeinates us every morning. We love you guys. Uh, for coffee, pastries, breakfast, lunches, and the occasional dinner, head over to Bean Punk Coffee. Yeah, it's at 330 North Main Street here in downtown Conroe, Texas. More information: beanpunkcoffee.com. We also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, small business office cleaning needs from one time to schedule cleanings, folks. Uh, reach out to them at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And, of course, creative content creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it at c3thewoodlands.com. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll be back Friday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio.